Welcome back to the Christ the King podcast as we come to you with a Vesper service here in Midweek Lent, the first Wednesday of Midweek Lent. I am Pastor Michael McGinley of Christ the King Lutheran Church, and we are a congregation of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod right here in Spencer, Iowa, where snow is finally melting, and you can go outside without worrying about having frostbite in five minutes. We're glad you're able to join us this morning. Now, for our midweek uh, Lenten series this year, we're borrowing or we're taking a series from SteadfastLutherans.com. And this series is called The Lord's Prayer in the Lord's Passion. Now, this actually started last Wednesday on Ash Wednesday as we looked at our Father who art in heaven within the, the Ash Wednesday reading of Matthew 6. Well, this week, we continue with that, with the first petition, Hallowed be thy name. And we look at this petition in light of John 17. And John 17 is Christ's high priestly prayer. The whole chapter is. And he prays this right before he goes to be betrayed. So when we say the Lord's prayer and the Lord's passion, this is what Christ prays right before his passion begins, or maybe his passion is beginning by him interceding for his church in this high priestly prayer. With that, we'll go ahead and get started with our Vesper service this evening with him, Christ, the life of all the living.
great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised. I will extol thee, my God, O King, and I will bless thy name for ever and ever. Every day will I bless thee, and I will praise thy name for ever and ever. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall praise thy works to another, and shall declare thy mighty acts. I will speak of the glorious honor of thy majesty, and of thy wondrous works. And men shall speak of the might of thy terrible acts, and I will declare thy greatness. They shall abundantly utter the memory of thy great goodness, and shall sing of thy righteousness. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and of great mercy. The Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are over all his works. All thy works shall praise thee, O Lord, and thy saints shall bless thee. They shall speak of the glory of thy kingdom, and talk of thy power, to make known to the sons of men his mighty acts, and the glorious majesty of his kingdom. Thy kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and thy dominion endureth throughout all generations. The Lord upholdeth all that fall, and raiseth up all those that are bowed down. The eyes of all wait upon thee, and thou givest them their meat in due season. Thou openest thine hand, and satisfiest the desire of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways, and holy in all his works. The Lord is nigh unto all them that call upon him, to all that call upon him in truth. He will fulfill the desire of them that fear him. He will also hear their cry and will save them. The Lord preserveth all them that love him, but all the wicked will he destroy. My mouth shall speak the praise of the Lord, and let all flesh bless his holy name forever and ever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised. The Old Testament lesson for this first midweek Vespers of Lent is written in the 36th chapter of the book of the prophet Ezekiel, beginning at the 22nd verse. Therefore tell the house of Israel, The Lord God says, I don't do this for your sake, house of Israel, but for the sake of my holy name, which you have profaned among the nations where you went. I will sanctify my great name, which has been profaned among the nations, which you have profaned among them. Then the nations will know that I am the Lord, says the Lord God, when I am proven holy in you before their eyes. For I will take you from among the nations and gather you out of all the countries and will bring you into your own land. I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from your idols." I will also give you a new heart, and I will put a new spirit within you. I will take away the stony heart of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes. You will keep my ordinances and do them. You will dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers. You will be my people, and I will be your God. I will save you from all your uncleanness. I will call for the grain and will multiply it and lay no famine on you. I will multiply the fruit of the tree and the increase of the field, and you may receive no more the reproach of famine among the nations. Then you will remember your evil ways and your deeds that are not good. And you will loathe yourselves in your own sight for your iniquities and for your abominations. I don't do this for your sake, says the Lord God. 
let it be known to you. Be ashamed and confounded for your ways, house of Israel. The Lord God says, In the day that I cleanse you from all your iniquities, I will cause the cities to be inhabited and the waste places to be built. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. The Lord's Prayer The First Petition What is the first petition? Hallowed be thy name. What does this mean? God's name is indeed holy in itself, but we pray in this petition that it may become holy among us also. How is God's name kept holy? When the word of God is taught in its truth and purity, and we as the children of God also lead holy lives in accordance with it. To this end, help us, dear Father in heaven. But he that teaches and lives otherwise than, the, than God's word teaches, he profaned that name of God among us. From this, preserve us, Heavenly Father. The Holy Gospel is according to St. John, the 17th chapter. Glory be to thee, O Lord. Jesus said these things, then, lifting up his eyes to heaven, he said, Father, the time has come. Glorify your Son, that your Son may also glorify you. Even as you gave him authority over all flesh, so he will give eternal life to all whom you have given him. This is eternal life that they should know you, the only true God, and him whom you sent, Jesus Christ. I glorified you on the earth. I have accomplished the work which you have given me to do. Now, Father, glorify me with your own self, with the glory which I had with you before the world existed. I revealed your name to the people whom you have given me out of the world. They were yours and you have given them to me. They have kept your word. Now they have known that all things, whatever you have given me, are from you. For the words which you have given me, I have given to them, and they received them, and knew for sure that I came from you. They have believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I don't pray for the world, but for those whom you have given me for they are yours. All things that are mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. I am no more in the world, but these are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, keep them through your name which you have given me, that they may be one even as we are. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name. I have kept those whom you have given me. None of them is lost except the son of perdition, that the scriptures might be fulfilled. But now I come to you, and I say these things in the world, that they may have made my joy made full in themselves. I have given them your word. The world hated them because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. I pray not that you would take them from the world, but that you would keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in your truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, even so I have sent them into the world. For their sakes I sanctify myself, that they themselves also may be sanctified in truth. Not for these only do I pray, but for those also who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, even as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us that the world may believe that you sent me. The glory which you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one even as we are one. I and them and you and me, and they may be perfected into one, 
that the world may know that you sent me and loved them, even as you loved me. Father, I desire that they also, whom you have given me, be with me where I am, that they may see my glory, which you have given me, for you loved me before the foundation of the world. Righteous Father, the world hasn't known you, but I knew you, and these knew that you sent me. I made known to them your name, and will make it known, that the love with which you loved me may be in them, and I in them. Here ends the Gospel. Praise be to thee, O Christ. Rend your heart, and not your garments, and turn unto the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him, for he is gracious and merciful. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, for he is gracious and merciful. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In the gospel we just heard, in verse 6, Jesus prayed, I have manifested your name to the people whom you gave me out of the world. Then in verse 9, I am praying for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those whom you have given me, for they are yours. All mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. And I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, keep them in your name, which you have given, which you have given me, that they may be one, even as we are one. In verse 15, I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. And in verse 26, I made known to them your name, and I will continue to make it known that the love with which you have loved me may be in them and I in them. The first petition of the Lord's Prayer is, Hallowed be thy name. Or, as Luther says, is perhaps a better translation, help us in every way so that your name may be holy. 
What is God's name that we pray to be holy, to be hallowed? Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, after the supper had been instituted, and right before he goes out to Gethsemane to be betrayed, he here prays amidst the eleven this prayer, this what is called the high priestly prayer, so that right before his passion starts, or perhaps he uses this prayer to begin his passion, our Lord, as our high priest, intercedes for the twelve. He intercedes for his church Catholic, his church in all time and all space. And in this sacerdotal prayer, In this prayer where he prays as our mediator before the Father, hear what our Lord says. He says, I have manifested your name to the people whom you gave me out of the world. What is God's name? Our Lord says here that he has manifested God's name. That is, he has revealed God's name by his very incarnation. When he was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin, there in Mary's arms was God's name incarnate for the world to see. As a youth, when he amazed teachers in the temple, there he was among them, God's name incarnate. When he was baptized and the heavens were torn open and the Father spoke and the Spirit descended, it all happened to God's name incarnate. As he went to the desert, it was God's name made manifest, God's name incarnate, which fasted, which was tempted by the devil, which defeated every temptation. That is God's name. And as we ask, what is God's name? Right here, we see God's name manifested in our high priest praying for us. There he is in the flesh praying I am praying for those you gave me out of the world. I am not praying for the world, but for those whom you have given me, for they are mine. Christ is saying, Christ, who is the incarnation of God's name, he is praying not for the world, but for those whom the Father has given him. He is interceding for those whom the Father has taken out of the world and given to him. He's praying for you. You who the Father has taken out of the world to be his own. How did he take you out of the world? By the waters of baptism. There in the waters, as you were submerged, the Father took you out of the world. You no longer belong to the world. And there in the waters, you were brought out. Now his own. Not of the world, but of the Father. Not belonging to the world, but belonging to the Son. In the world, but no longer of it. Given to the Son as the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit was placed upon you. As you were baptized, as the church is given from the Father to the Son, our high priest prays, All mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. Think of that. Before you were baptized, you brought no glory to God at all. Since the fall of Adam, not one person of mankind brought God anything but shame, dishonor, and blasphemy. With the fall of mankind, those who followed the way of Cain only profaned God's name claiming to speak for God where he never actually spoke, claiming to teach for God, demanding sacrifices and works for righteousness, which God never wanted. Using God as a way only to cloak their sins so that that they could believe that they were serving God by killing others, when really, they only desecrated his name. This is how we were once. When we were conceived and before we were baptized, we rejected God as our Father. 
We believed that we could serve him when we were adulterers and fornicators, drunkards and gluttons, greedy and enviers, slanderers and liars, but taken out of this world, taken out of this world by the Father, as we were drowned in baptism, given to the Son as we were raised from the waters. Christ, as the incarnation of God's name, as our mediator, prays for us, I am glorified in them. That is, baptized and made holy, Christ is glorified in his church, in you. In his church, God has hallowed his name by placing it upon us for the forgiveness of our sins. So that once where we were lost, bringing no glory to God, now God makes his name holy in us. Again, it's fair to ask, what is God's name? Our Lord continues in his prayer, I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, keep them in your name, which you have given me that they may be one even as we are one. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. Our Lord is the incarnation of God's name, and he has gone to the Father in his ascension. So what right now can we look to to see God's name? Again, hear our Lord as he prays for us when he says, Holy Father, keep them in your name, that they may be one. God's name is his church, his saints, whom he has brought into his name, into his Son, into his word. God's name in his, is his holiness, to which we could never reach on our own. God's name is his church, the body of Christ, which now shares in his holiness. You, baptized, share in the holiness of God by his name placed on you in baptism. And for you, who shares in his holiness, for you who have been baptized, for you who have been brought into the name of God, your high priest even in his ascension, having gone to the Father, your high priest here in his prayer mediates for you, stands between you and the Father for you, and prays, keep them in your name. That is, Holy Father, keep your baptized in their baptism. Keep those you have given to the Son in the Son. Keep your holy ones on earth in your name by keeping them in your word. For it is by the word and the water that you were brought into the name of God. It is by the word and the ongoing work of your baptism which will keep you in the name of God. So our Lord says, keep your church which you have given me in your name. That is, keep your church in the incarnation of your name. You, dearly baptized Christian, you do not enter God's name alone, but you enter into it as one with Christ and with the whole church. So I can look at the whole congregation of Christ the King right now and all all Christians that are baptized into Christ, and I can say to all of you that you are one in your baptism, being kept as one in the name of God by his word. So that our Lord then prays on top of this to the Father, I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. Hear what our Lord is asking for. He asks that you, his baptized church, who are no longer of the world, would still stay in the world, so that as the body of Christ, his incarnate name may continue to go out into the world by his church, who is not of that world. You, his church, the baptized, the body of Christ, you are one in his name. You, 
as one in Christ, are God's name in the world. You, his church, you are how he hollows his name in the world. For that is how those who remain in the dark are able to see the light of Christ by his church. That is how they are able to hear and come to see God's incarnate name. That's how they come to see his son. By his hollowing his name in the church. That's also how we're kept from the evil one. That's how others are delivered from the evil one. That's how we're delivered from evil. Again, finally, we'll ask one more time. What is God's name? And our Lord prays again, I made known to them your name. I will continue to make it known that the love with which you have loved me may be in them and I in them. Here our Lord says, he not only made manifest God's name, but he also made known to them your name. So incarnate, our Lord manifested, revealed the name of God. And by his holy passion, he made God's name known. By his being betrayed and arrested, he made God's name known. By his being put on trial, spit upon and struck, he made God's name known. By his being brought before Pontius Pilate and accused falsely, he made God's name known. By his being mocked with a crown of thorns, beaten, whipped, scourged, he made God's name known. By carrying his cross while bearing the stripes of our sin, he made God's name known. By being pierced and blasphemed on the cross, he made God's name known. By being crucified, crying out, it is finished, and breathing his last, he made God's name hollowed while he hung there on the tree for all the world to see. forgiving the sins of the world. By being resurrected, he glorified God's name. By his holy passion, death, and resurrection, the incarnation of the name of God made the name of God known and hollowed, holy. By baptizing you into his passion and death, he has made God's name hollowed, among us, by baptizing you, his church, into his glorious resurrection, he has made God's name glorified among us, so that in the church, where his baptized gather in his name around his word, where his word is faithfully taught and the sacraments faithfully administered, by the church, by preaching and the sacraments, our Lord continues to make the name of God known. So baptized, he hollows his name among us as the love with which the Father loved the Son is now in us. As the Son is now in us, carrying the name of God out into the world in us, hollowing his name through the body of his Son that is still here on earth. For this is how God's name is kept holy among us when he hollows it among us by bringing us and keeping us in his word and sacrament. And he does this because his son, the high priest, asks that he does it. He does what the son asked in keeping us in his name because the son, right after this prayer, went to be betrayed. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt.
Lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt. We continue with the Creed and the Prayer. I believe in God the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. O Lord, Ruler of all ages, who ministers spiritual food to our soul in due season, grant that we may evermore bless you and faithfully speak of your name to the sons of men. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. O Lord, have mercy. O Christ, have mercy. O Lord, have mercy. O Christ, hear us. God the Father in heaven, have mercy. God the Son, Redeemer of the world, have mercy. God the Holy Spirit, have mercy. Be gracious to us. Spare us, good Lord. Be gracious to us. Help us, good Lord. From all sin, good Lord, deliver us. From all error, good Lord, deliver us. From all evil, good Lord, deliver us. From the crafts and assaults of the devil, from sudden and evil death, from pestilence and famine, from war and bloodshed, from sedition and from rebellion, from lightning and tempest, from all calamity by fire and water, and from everlasting death. Good Lord, deliver us. By the mystery of your holy incarnation, help us, good Lord. By your holy nativity, by your baptism, fasting, and temptation, by your agony and bloody sweat, by your cross and passion, by your precious death and burial, by your glorious resurrection and ascension, by the coming of the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, in all time of our tribulation, in all time of our prosperity, in the hour of death and in the day of judgment. Help us, good Lord. We poor sinners implore you to hear us, O Lord. To rule and govern your holy Christian church, we implore you to hear us, good Lord to preserve all pastors and ministers of your church in the true knowledge and understanding of your word and in holiness of life, to put an end to all schisms and causes of offense, to bring into the way of truth all who have erred and are deceived, to beat down Satan under our feet, to send faithful laborers into your harvest, to accompany your word with your spirit and grace to raise those who fall and to strengthen those who stand, and to comfort and help the weak-hearted and the distressed. We implore you to hear us, good Lord, to give all nations peace and concord, to preserve our land from discord and strife, to give our country your protection in every time of need, to direct and defend our President Joseph and all in authority to bless and protect our magistrates and all our people. We implore you to hear us, good Lord, to watch over and help all who are in danger, necessity, and tribulation, to protect and guide all who travel, to preserve all women in the perils of childbirth, to increase the happiness of all mothers with infant children in their blessings to defend and provide for all fatherless children and widows, to strengthen and keep all sick persons and young children, to free those in bondage and those innocently imprisoned, and to have mercy upon all men. We implore you to hear us, good Lord. 
to forgive our enemies, persecutors, and slanderers, and to turn their hearts, to give and preserve for our use the kindly fruits of the earth, and graciously to hear our prayers. We implore you to hear us, good Lord. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, we implore you to hear us. Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, have mercy. Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, have mercy. Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, grant us your peace. O Christ, hear us. O Lord, have mercy. O Christ, have mercy. O Lord, have mercy. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, do not deal with us according to our sins. Do not reward us according to our iniquities. O God, merciful Father, you have promised to hear the prayers of all who, in repentance, called out to you. Graciously hear us so that all evils which beset us may be of no avail that we, your servants, may evermore give thanks to you in your holy church. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. O Lord, enter not into judgment with your servant, for in your sight shall no man be justified. Almighty God, you know we live in the midst of so many dangers, that in our frailty we cannot stand upright. Grant strength and protection to support us in all dangers and carry us through all temptations. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Call on me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you, and you will glorify me. Spare us, O Lord, and mercifully forgive our sins. Though by our continual transgressions we have merited your chastisements, be gracious to us. Grant that all these punishments, which we have deserved, may not come upon us, but that all things may work to our everlasting good. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God world without end. Amen. Bless we the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen.
Thank you for joining us for this midweek Lent Vespers service. We will be back this Sunday with the second Sunday in Lent. And we will also be back next Wednesday with our second part of the midweek Lenten Vespers service, where we will hear about the second petition, Thy Kingdom Come, while hearing about our Lord's Passion in John chapter 18, 28 to 1916. All of our music for this podcast comes from smallchurchmusic.com. We encourage all of our listeners to look us up on Facebook under Christ the King Lutheran Church in Spencer or at CTK Spencer. If you enjoyed this service, we encourage you to subscribe to our podcast, tell a friend, or leave a review wherever you listened. If you would like to be on our mailing list for these podcasts or would like to leave feedback, you can contact us on Facebook or at the email addresses at the top of the bulletin, which is included in a link with this podcast. That's all for this week. Until next time, go forth and serve the Lord. I am Pastor Michael McGinley, signing off.